creating a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workspace is crucial to any company's success. From fostering a sense of belonging amongst current employees to recruiting and retaining top talent, DE&I initiatives are becoming increasingly important for companies of all sizes. As such, it's essential to understand how DE&I efforts can lead to a better employee retention. Hi, everybody. It's your host, Samantha and Paris. And we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss on the Deeper Than Tech podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. We'll be diving deep into this topic. But before we do, if you're loving this podcast so far, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. So there's tons of talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. But how does that play a role when we talk about employee retention? Well, you want to be able to retain the higher, I guess, the diverse hires that you're getting. And you don't do that without having diversity, equity, and inclusion practices, policies, and initiatives. So bringing someone who is diverse, someone who's going to look differently than anyone else at the company and have different experiences when you're coming into a space where everyone looks alike, it doesn't matter if they've had like sort of like the same experiences or not. They all look alike. That's already like for you, that's already like, okay, I'm like the outcast. I'm the different one here. Like it's very clear. You want to make that person feel welcomed regardless if the workplace predominantly looks like people that don't look like them. So in tech, that's predominant being in a predominantly white workspace. So I don't know if we're going to answer this later, but again, like just different policies and practices and initiatives, they're going to help to retain those hires because they feel like they're included. They feel like there's opportunity there for them. They feel supported. They feel that they're safe and that they're going to grow within that company. That company truly cares, you know, where they want to go in the future and how they interact and engage with people in the workspace. You know, we can touch a little bit on the, the practices and policies. Like, what are some examples of a company putting those in place? Yeah. So there's definitely, like, the very clear ones, like, you're not able to discriminate or whatever, like, anti-racism. But, like, all those things are, should already be in place, and they usually are. And you can see that on, like, the company's website or on their job postings. That's number one. But also making sure maybe, like, having an ERG would like be really helpful. And that could be for whoever that underrepresented person is or people, hopefully. So that's number one. Number two is if you're going to hire people who are from diverse backgrounds, you have to go and get them. It's not so much that they're really going to come into your pipeline as often as white technologists or white professionals are. So that means looking in different places such as boot camps. Boot camps are are great places to look for diverse hires because boot camps are a more equitable route to an education. And Black and brown people are the ones who are impacted most by the education system. There are also just different programs, period, that are teaching people of color different skill sets in terms of technological skill sets, whether it's IT or coding, whatever it is, design. You should go look there as well for people to hire. And even if they don't currently have like the requirements that you're looking for, you're able to teach them and then they can grow. So there are different things that you have to practice in order to say like, yes, we're like, equi- we're an equitable company and we're diverse. Like you don't get diversity, equity, inclusion without them all like sort of following one another. You can't just do one thing and be successful. You have to do all three. How can a company know that their D&E and I efforts are taking, that they're effective? Yeah. So I think asking is important. 
and then just looking at the numbers. So you should be asking the workplace in total, like, how has your experience been here so far? What is it that we can do better? And I think those are like employee surveys. They're different names for them, but they're basically surveys that you give out to your employees to see what their experience has been like so far and what they'd like to see more of and where improvements can be made. So that's number one, just straight up asking for transparency. And also just being a company that is open to feedback, open to transparency. So that doesn't even mean waiting for the company to send a survey. That means your employees are able to walk into your office at any time and say, hey, I just experienced this. Or, hey, you know, I, I really think we can improve in this area. Being open to that, like that's going to open a lot of doors for you to improve in DE&I and, and, and be successful. How can we make sure that the efforts are actually working and employees are seeing these efforts? Okay, yeah. So there was that the asking, like I said, but then just looking at your numbers, like what does retention look like? Who is leaving and why are they? Now, this is a hard thing. Sometimes people leave companies for better opportunity. Like they can leave for any reason at all. But when it comes to like, especially black and brown people, sometimes they will lie as to why they're leaving when really they're because they did not have a good experience there as a person who looks like themselves. So that's really hard. And they lie for different reasons. It could be like, they need to use you for a referral. They need to use you. You know, they, they don't want to have any bad blood just in case. Like, you know, networks talk. They don't ever want to be, what is it? I hate the word blacklisted, even though that's a thing. But, you know, people are going to, there are different reasons. But I think you can still look at the numbers and look at, okay, which people are leaving? And if you see that, even though your workplace is not going to be predominantly black or brown, if you see that a lot of black and brown people are leaving, that should tell you something. And when it comes to that, I feel like companies should be investing in working with like equity coaches. And I don't mean like just doing like little DEI workshops. I mean, having someone come in, like a, a consultant or an agency that works in DEI, have them come in and really look at your numbers. They can really help like, like, bring DEI into the foundation of your company, but they need to learn about like, what does your company look like right now? What's going on? You know, what have the surveys said? What are your numbers look like? Like they look at all of that and then they create a game plan and they work on you with that. And companies need to be able to invest in that in order, again, like to actually be successful and be actionable in DEI. Yeah. I like how you said like, look at like why people are leaving and the fact that yes, black people not saying lie, we're just protecting our ourselves from whatever comes our way. I've seen a lot of company surveys and they all seem to be passing for some reason. And I know there's not a lot of black people at the company. So it's like, you have to look at kind of, is our efforts actually working? So that's all I have to say about that. But <laughs> so a lot of times people are the only one, right? We're the only black person in the company. And then sometimes they dump on you the D E and I efforts onto you. How can you avoid that situation? So me personally, I would just say, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be the token. For, I would just be for, and we're all different. Personally, I would say, I do not want to be the token person taking charge of our DEI efforts, especially just because I'm black does not make me a DEI expert. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't want to do this. I'm here to do my job and that's it. So I think like you can always be transparent. And I, I, I do honestly think that transparency is best because I think sometimes when you try to beat around the bush, they can come back and ask again later on because it wasn't clear in the beginning that you just don't want to do this. I think like if you don't want to be transparent, uh, you would say something like, this isn't something I want to do because I really want to focus on my career. Like these are my goals here. 
And these are the goals I want to reach in order to grow in this company and reach whatever level you're trying to reach. And you don't want anything to take away from that. You know, I'm happy that we are creating these initiatives, but, you know, I just want to focus on, on my role here and grow within the company. That's also totally fine to avoid that. Like some companies just won't ask you to do that because they know better. I think it's really hard to tell you how to avoid it because, you know, anything's possible. But if it does come up, like I said, taking those two routes, say no. And you can say, like, I don't want to be the token person to do that just because of what I look like. Or you just say, I'm really focused on growing in my career here. And that's it. Yeah, I like those two answers. Me, I'm petty. I'll be like... How much are you paying me for this? Like, like do I get oh, extra income? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> oh, well, like a- if you want to, I mean, <laughs> if you want to do it, like, you can ask for that. I guess another answer, just based on what you just said, if it's something you would do, if they would pay you, like, first, like, definitely say, like, I want to be compensated to do this work. Also, understanding what is it that they're actually looking for? Like, what are their goals with this? Because if their goals are something that you can't really do because you're not really an expert here, like, it's going to take up a lot of time and energy, I would say no, because now you're putting your actual job in jeopardy because you're taking over this initiatives that they're just pouring on you and they expect to see performance there as well they expect to see something come from that so just be aware is what i'd say yeah i mean i say that because eventually people keep putting those things onto you like you could keep saying no but they're gonna keep coming so i'm like all right if i'm gonna have to do it might as well get paid extra money to do it but i understand where you're coming from and normally if you bring up pay they're yeah, gonna exactly. leave because they ain't trying exactly. to <laughs> Because they should just hire somebody to do this instead of me. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Is there any like relationship between like Dean E and I initiatives and improve like employee productivity, satisfaction, and engagement? Yeah. If you're happy at a company, I think like you are more productive. It's not that like you're even more productive. It's like you are doing your job and you're meeting your goals. Whereas when you're miserable, things tend to either slow down or you become more rapid in your work for the sake of like leaving, like literally ending your day in this space that you don't want to be in. You don't want to engage with anybody. And when that happens, other employees or your manager or leaders take it personally. It's like, oh, she doesn't want to be here, you know? So definitely having like these DEI efforts, they do, they help in productivity because you feel like you have a community, you feel like you have a safe space. If something goes wrong or you have something to talk about, you have a place to go and talk about it. And if you want to report it, you have a community by your side to help you do that. I don't know. To me, it's like just having friends in the workplace. Like it feels better. It feels better than going into work. You have like your team with, they don't feel like your friends. They're just people you work with. Whereas when you have like an ERG, it feels much better. And you can also improve, like you can work with this team to now expand on the workplace and make it better for people who look like you, for newcomers who come in. I think there's like just so much benefit and you get to hopefully get budgets to like, I don't know, can throw events, you can have speakers come in. Like, I just feel like so much benefit comes from having ERG specifically. And that's definitely like a DEI distant initiative that company should when I'm retired. Yes, I agree. I love my ERG. I think it's great that we have it. You're lucky. I've never, ever had one. Oh, no. Is it because your company's not big enough to have an ERG or no one took the initiative to make one? Well, I was also the only Black person ever at every company I worked at. They did at one company they did ask me to do the DEI stuff and I said yes and then it went nowhere like it was like a a random conversation that went nowhere so thank y'all so much for listening until next time bye